This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Welcome aboard. And oh, my camera's a little angly sometimes, but we have fun here. Here at the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, our goal is to spotlight people who make the world a better place by being part of it. Sometimes it means I connect with people for the first time. Sometimes it means reconnecting with old friends. And today, this is going to be a case of the latter. A few years ago on my other podcast, the Business Creators Radio Show, we had a very interesting conversation with Jonathan Gold Goldson, who is with us here once again today. I'm going to tell you briefly about him, and then he's actually going to tell you a lot more of the story. So he's known as the Ethics Ninja, and he works with business leaders to build a culture of ethics, setting higher standards to limit liability while earning loyalty and trust. Uh, TEDx and keynote speaker, executive coach, host of the Grappling with the Gray podcast, named after his sixth book, Grappling with the Gray, an ethical handbook for personal success and business prosperity. So we got the broad overview and Jonathan's going to bring it into focus for us. But first of all, let's introduce the man. Jonathan Goldson, welcome aboard. Thank you, Adam. It's, it's always nice to be invited once, but it's much nicer to be invited a second time. Might, we might do a third and a fourth. Let's see how it goes. It's funny how the circle of life uh, keeps bringing us together. I've known this, I've noticed this pattern with a lot of people I've known for a long time. So, got 10 questions here. Let's rapid fire them here. Let's have some fun. Okay. How does the work, how specifically does the work you do? Make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and the world at large. I like to say that ethics builds trust. Trust commands loyalty. Loyalty inspires passion. And passion drives productivity. What's more, according to the Harvard Business Review study, employees who work for companies that are ranked highest for trust are dramatically more engaged, aligned, energized, happy in what they do, productive, and likely to stay in their jobs. So it's the ultimate win-win-win. You have you have happier, more engaged employees, better business, and a better world. I couldn't agree more. So specifically in your own words, what is it that you do? Like what are the products and services? My favorite thing to do are conference keynotes. Uh, that's starting to come back now that we're, uh, we're getting through COVID, um, but also online programs, training programs, executive coaching, 
Um, and my goal is to develop the ethical mindset that leads to personal and professional success. Also produce a tremendous amount of content on wine, videos, podcasts, interviews, and articles. Yeah, you're a very busy guy. I know you hang out in my group sometimes, and uh, you post some really great articles, a few of which have elicited comment from me. So I love checking in and hearing what you have to say. And you've made me think about a few things. But speaking of thinking, that actually rhymes. In your experience, what are some of the most common questions that people in general have when asking you what you do or as they're going through their process of considering working with you? You know, like the FAQs. Yeah, so one of the most common is uh, how do you define ethics? And that's pretty important because how can we be ethical if we don't know how to define the word? Um, Another question is, isn't ethics really the same thing as compliance? And absolutely not. (laughs) Don't get me started. Ethics begins (laughs) where compliance ends, and sometimes compliance is the enemy of ethics. And then probably my favorite question of all is, what you're saying is so obvious. Why doesn't everybody get it? Now, that's something that uh, is really worth thinking about. Uh, why do we convince ourselves that we can't afford to be ethical when the data shows us just the opposite? You know, it's easier to be ethical. I find that when I'm ethical or I can tell myself that I'm doing the ethical thing, and even if I, like, I think of myself as an ethical guy, and I know that human beings are chaotic bags of chemicals, and we screw up sometimes. Uh, Maybe we get a little behind on something. Maybe we miss the mark every once in a while. Uh, But if you're being ethical and you're doing everything you can to make it right and you're ultimately doing so, then I – and this is something I've been thinking about. This may be a blog post I put up soon. Uh, So I may think of you when I get to it. It has to do with how we're socialized – as children, particularly children who are raised in authoritarian situations, whether it's with their school or with their parents, and they're taught that your elders are always right. And if you have a different opinion, that just means you're wrong. So that one time that uh, your your you know, relative or teacher or whatever finally goes so far over the line with you and you call them out on it and they actually acknowledge it and they say, Okay, okay, I'll give you this one, but you better be perfect from now on. Does that really teach you to be ethical? And does no. that teach you – and does that te- – and, and, and another thing, and I'm working on this thesis. It's probably going to come out on my, on my eponymous blog pretty soon, is to me that actually gets in the way of you, of you doing your best because if one thing in your life isn't perfect, you'll hold off on everything else. So you're yeah, you're, you're so you're, yeah so you're you're a day late on a client project you'll hold off your marketing for a month because God forbid. Yeah, people often say you know if you, if you don't get it right all the time that makes you a hypocrite. No, it doesn't. Um, I should have a vision of the best version of myself and aspire to that, and it should be something better than what I am now because that's yeah. how we grow and that's how we improve. I mean, listen, we all have baggage from our our youth. As mm-hmm. adults, we have to take responsibility for that, not blame our parents and our teachers and our peers and their, everybody else in the world. Right. And really say, well, now it's up to me to take what I have and try to make it better. Well, the best thing you can do is pay it forward. And what we also have to remember is that those who came before us went with the information they had at the time. They, in many cases, didn't have the Internet so they could get the level of information we have today or build the support networks to help them break those cycles. All they had was what they were told. Yeah. They didn't have the ability to 
really research this and discover that there were other ways possibly of handling this. So I encourage people not to hold it against those people, uh, the, the generation above them, but to show some empathy and understand that they did the best they could with the information they had. And particularly, uh, let's say you had uh, you know, a rough go with your childhood or what have you, and uh, you see that the elders of your childhood as adults are actually trying to do better, give them a chance. Yeah. Because, because, because maybe they're on their journey of trying to be more ethical. That's a word for people who make mistakes. They're called human beings. Exactly. And, you know, we all do. And trying to be ethical is a mindset. It doesn't mean I'm going per- to get it perfect every time. It means I'm doing reasonable effort to try to be the best person I can. Yeah, and uh, continuous improvement is the order of the day. Now, here's where I want to take this one step further before we get to the fun part of this interview. We covered frequently asked questions. Now we're going to cover what are known as the sacks, the should ask questions. So give me a couple that you wish prospective clients and customers would ask when considering working with you. Yeah, well, there, there's one question that I think many of my prospective clients asks, ask or don't ask, but I think they think it. I wish they would ask it, which is, how does being a rabbi qualify you to help me in my business? And okay, <laughs> I come with from a tradition of, of profound wisdom that extends over thousands of years. Um, and I'm also very much integrated into the into the modern world. So that gives me a perspective you don't find from many speakers and coaches. Um, in their business, they should ask, what should I be doing to earn trust? Because there, we have a lot of blind spots. And sometimes we think we're doing things right, and we're really making a mess. And therefore, we also need, we need uh, data. We need information. We need feedback. So the third question is, how can I know whether my company culture is a healthy one? Because sometimes the view from the inside doesn't show us the whole story. Right, right. So... Those are all valid points. And let's shift gears here for a moment. And this is where we get the opportunity for our listeners to get to know Giannis a little bit better. So first question in this section is, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? So that's an interesting phrasing. Um, I'm pretty much of an open book, and you can go on my website and and find out uh, pretty much all the the relevant things about me. But um, one of the really transformational parts of my story is I graduated from the University of California and I took my degree in English and used to go hitchhiking cross country. Uh, After doing that for half a year, I crossed the Atlantic, went backpacking across Europe and I ended up in Israel. And that's where I connected with my Jewish roots. Spent nine years in Israel studying the ancient wisdom of my people. And so that combination of putting myself in a situation of the unexpected, well, it sure led me in an unexpected direction and it provided me with a a vast perspective to be able to see things from many different angles. And that has really created who I am. That's why I, I'm probably the only hitchhiking rabbi on the, uh, on the speaker <laughs> coaching. Speaker. I do. I do remember your story about that. Uh, you posted on social media. I thought it was great. Uh, what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? Well, you actually said it already. Um, and I always think of it as what I want written on my headstone. And it's just four words. He made us think. Okay. If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done, one thing that's happened, one thing you've experienced, what would it be and why? Well, probably more than one thing. But one of the things that really stands out for me is that when I was in junior high school, I saw a notice 
um, asking for inviting students to try out for drama. And I really wanted to do that. I thought I'd be good at it. But it wasn't clear exactly where the tryouts were going to be held. And I was so shy in junior high school, I couldn't even ask anybody where I was supposed to go. And so I didn't show up, didn't, didn't have my shot at drama. I mean, I might have five Tony Awards by now. Yeah. And more important than that, I think I would have developed self-confidence much earlier in life. And that would have really helped me at many inflection points where uh, I didn't really believe in myself to push myself into situations that, that would have um, really helped me grow and develop and would stand me in good stead now. Yeah. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what question would you have for them? I think it would probably be King Solomon. Um, mm-hmm. I have a book, Proverbial Beauty, which is practical lessons from the book of Proverbs. And what I try to do there is to take his teachings and put them in a language that's relevant to today's world. Um, I'd really like to hear how he would do that if he were around now, the wisest man who ever lived. Um, how would he reformulate his teachings to make them relevant to people today? Right, right. What motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? Well, that's a really relevant question, I think, for all of us, because we all have our ups and downs. And I would say it's the knowledge that we don't control outcomes. Um, You know, there are plenty of stories of people who did everything right and failed, and people who did everything wrong and succeeded. And all we can do is the best we can do. We can try to make the right choices. We can try to put ourselves in the right situations. We can try and take advantage of, of uh, opportunities as they arise. And if we do that with sincerity, with integrity, with self-discipline and perseverance, then that's really all we can do. And if our goals are solid goals, then we're going to have the reward of a life well-lived. And we're going to have success in so many ways that may not match the conventional definition of success but are really going to give us much more fulfilling lives. And chances are that sooner or later, that effort is going to pay off either in the way we hoped it would, or maybe in ways that are even better. Yeah, absolutely. Now I know you have a gift for our listeners and I'm going to share that with them. So I'll take care of that part. But in general, final question, what is one action you would urge our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming this in the next couple minutes? Well, the, the suggestion I have, and they certainly can do it um, and perhaps should do it as soon as they finish listening, uh, but I would say more than that. I would say that it's a daily practice that can benefit all of us, and that's to ask yourself, what do I need to do to be a better person? When you go to bed at night, right before you go to bed, take one minute and ask yourself, what do I need to do tomorrow to be a better person than I was today. And when you wake up in the morning, take one minute to say, what do I need to do today to be a better person than I was yesterday? With just two minutes a day, we can frame each day with a sense of focus, self-improvement. What can I do consistently? Something that's reasonable, something that's measurable, something that we can actually achieve. You do that over the course of a lifetime, there's no, no telling where you might end up. That's fantastic. And that's a great thing that I 
I'm going to experiment with myself. So for our listeners, if you are watching this on our website or on our YouTube channel and you're catching the video version, you see it on your screen right now. For everybody else, I'm going to read it out loud one time. www.yonisongoldson.com forward slash freebie. And I'm even going to spell it for you. www.yonasongoldson.com forward slash freebie. What you're going to find there on Yonison's website are a couple things that you may find valuable and helpful for you. So you uh, will locate a white paper, infographic, or ebook that can help you develop the ethical mindset and ethical awareness that lead to your greater personal and professional success. This link is also available in the notes on this episode when you visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. And with that, Jonas and Goldson, thank you so much for being with you here today. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Thanks so much, Adam. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,